Hey there, Omaha. Welcome into another episode of Restaurant Hoppin'. I've got a fantastic guest for you today, but real quick before we get to them, I have to tell you about Certified Piedmontese because this is a brand I am so excited about. In fact, I will never forget the first time I had Certified Piedmontese. The crown jewel of my initial visit to Casa Bovina was a beautiful rib cap that was so lean and tender, it was almost silky in texture. The moment that beef hit my taste buds, I was hooked. These animals are raised all natural on a network of family ranches across the Midwest, so Certified Piedmontese is able to cut out the middleman and buy directly from the source. And while I highly encourage you to check out Casa Bovina, you can savor this beef at home, too. Whether you order off Piedmontese.com or by calling one 800 414-3487, your purchase will be shipped directly to your front door. Plus, when you use my discount code HOPPEN, H-O-P-P-E-N, you get 25% off your order. How can you beat that? So what are you waiting for? Get some steaks, burgers, bacon, or other meats and experience the certified Piedmontese difference for yourself today. And now, to my guest. Hey there, Omaha. Welcome into another episode of Restaurant Hoppin'. I'm your host, Dan Hoppin', and normally I like to lead off these conversations by asking my guest what it is that makes their difference a little bit different than similar ones in the area, but I don't think I need to do that today because it's right in the business's name. That's because my guest is Corey Fuller. He is the owner of Pulled Barbecue. That is a food truck that over the summer opened a brick-and-mortar in Rockbook Village. Corey, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm just glad to be here, and I appreciate your support of uh, of all the Omaha-owned restaurants. Right. Uh, so I am really, really fascinated to get into your background here, because I think it's going to be really interesting. But before we do that, I want to give a quick shout-out to one of my awesome sponsors, and that is Lone Tree Foods. How, dear listener, would you like to order the same ingredients that chefs are using at your favorite restaurants? That's exactly what Lone Tree Foods allows you to do. Nebraska's local food distributor is where many restaurants get their produce, meats, mushrooms, oils, and more. It connects small farms and food producers to restaurants, stores, schools, and you. That's right. All these awesome ingredients are available to you. I had never used microgreens in any of my cooking before encountering Lone Tree Foods, but now my wife and I have been incorporating this spicy mix of greens from Robinette Farms, and it just takes a pop of flavor, brings things right to the next level. I highly encourage you to check this place out. Visit LoneTreeFoods.com to start purchasing restaurant-quality ingredients and upping your cooking game today. And now, back to my guest. Um, So I mentioned you got the food truck. That'll make stops all around town. We'll talk a little bit about that. We are going to be focusing mainly today on your brick-and-mortar location, which is, like I mentioned, inside Rockbrook Village, just off 108th and Center. If anybody wants to check that out, it's a fantastic space, really, really cool place. So, as the name suggests, pulled barbecue is all about the pulled meats. You got pork, you got chicken, you got beef. As you were coming up with your business model, how did you decide that pulled meats were going to be your focus? That was going to be your North Star. Right. Um, you know, it was, uh, it was difficult to... Um, it was difficult. The reason why is initially you think about barbecue, you think about ribs, brisket, burn ends, you know, pulled pork, et cetera. Uh, and I love doing them all and I've done them all, um, you know, for, for clients of mine, for real estate clients of mine in the past, uh, for friends and family for years and always, always loved doing it. And according to everybody else, they always said, you probably should do something else with this. But, um, 
being being originally, I used to live in Kansas City, and so I fell in love with barbecue down in Kansas City. Um, you know, I mean, what better place in America to you know fall in love with barbecue than in Kansas City? Um, Not many. Yeah, no. I mean, you got Texas style, you got you know Georgia, you got all the rest of those. No, they're all great, but per, for me personally, it's Kansas City. Um, well, there are some um, there are some very very good um, barbecue restaurants here in Omaha, um, and one thing I've noticed is that you'll find that people will go to a place and maybe they like Texas style. So they'll go, but they'll go to a restaurant that more specializes in like Kansas city style or vice versa. Um, you know, we've got some great Texas style barbecue here as well. And, um, but so if you like one, you don't necessarily think the other is very good, you know? And so I'm like, no matter what I do, if I, uh, if I do great Kansas City style barbecue, you know, across the board, my ribs, well, somebody that likes Texas style ribs is probably not going to give us a very good review because they like Texas style ribs. Well, so I got to thinking, I'm like, well, no matter what I do, I'm only going to be pleasing, you know, 50% of the people. And then the, of the 50% of the people, now I'm competing against, uh, you know, five other restaurants for, you know, who's got the best this, who's got the best that. And so uh, it's constantly, uh, you know, constantly a challenge when it comes to, uh, you know, wanting to be the best at what you do. So I, I decided to go the, uh, go the route with Pulled. Uh, and the reason why we started off just as a food truck and I needed something, uh, um, meat so we could do sustainable, uh, as in like being able to hold them, hold them differently than, you know, you know, cause we, we don't carry around a giant smoker with us like some of the other food trucks do. Um, so I had to do something where I could basically sustain the quality a little while longer uh, and give consistent quality. And uh, being in the restaurant business from, you know, 20 years ago, um, one thing I always noticed was the consistent ones are the ones that, you know, are, are, are the ones that are there, you know, down the road. Um, especially when you plan on opening in multiple locations like we do. And no matter no matter what... You always hear somebody say, well, this location, you know, isn't as good as this location, you know, or like with barbecue, well, this place's ribs aren't as good as this place's ribs. Well, so I wanted to instead kind of take away that and say, okay, what, what can we do and do it the best and do it the most consistent? So we came up with this, uh, um, this whole business model of doing just all pulled meats. Um, cause I, and I, and I also, again, me, you know, with, with the crazy mind that I do, I, of course, I was thinking about all the different ways we could get, we could go with marketing of you know of pulling you know, of loving our meats pulled, you know, et cetera, and uh, and we do play that up a little bit. We have we have, we have fun with it, but you we can still, have some puns. Yeah, 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 but we still we we still keep it a uh, PG thirteen enough to where we can still serve <laughs> in a church. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's kind of a, how we came up with the business model of doing what we did. Uh, I wanted it to be something where I, I give great barbecue dishes, not necessarily who's got the best ribs. So that that's that's how we came up with it. Meat, chicken, and you know, beef, chicken, and pork uh, are our three mainstays. You know, and then come holiday season, like right now, for as as you know, we're doing a uh, we're doing a pulled turkey. You know, for Thanksgiving, that's just with a with with a cranberry barbecue sauce is ridiculously good. Uh, and then come uh, like St. Patrick's Day, we'll do like a pulled corned beef. We'll make our own version of Reuben. So so there's there's other styles of meats that we can do this with and still stay within the realms of barbecue but also still stay with consistency of, uh, you know, of keeping everything pulled. What's the significance of hand pulling the meat? I know that's a big thing for you guys. That's a huge thing with us because, uh, um, you know, some places you go, um, they basically, they're done with doing it. Like, for instance, like a pork butt, for instance. Well, you see everybody, they show a video of, a, you know, 
the pork butt coming off there, pulling the bone out. You know, it looks wonderful, and they just go ahead and mesh it up a little bit, and boom, they got pulled pork. Uh, other places, what they do is they take and uh, they put like their pork or their chicken, and they they've got it pulled. Well, it's technically it's shredded because they take a basically a machine or or, or a drill bit adapter and go in there and just physically shred the uh, you know shred the meat. Well, many times when I've gone to have pulled meat somewhere, if I had pulled pork or pulled chicken somewhere, um, you always find yourself about one out of every two sandwiches having uh, some bite in there where it's just you know, not quite very good. You, you might be uh, hitting some cartilage or hitting some fat, and you're sitting there just gnawing, 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 gnawing away at it, you know. And so uh, what we instead decided to do is we go ahead and literally hand pull every piece of meat we do. Um, I mean, there is – I've had so many people come into the restaurant and say, my gosh, this is the best pulled meat I've ever had because it is – I'm just having the meat. There's no – there's no uh, – you know, I'm not finding the fat here. I'm not finding, the, you know, the cartilage. I'm not finding the bone in here. I mean, they're – um, so the, the consistency um, and the quality that we can get by literally hand pulling it. Now my labor dollars are through the roof because of it, you know. But I would rather go ahead and spend more money on labor in the process. But like I said earlier, I want to be the best at what we do, you know, and uh, hopefully set the standards for others there. And that extra effort shows in the end product. So I I would love to just have you kind of break down the process because I think. Uh, Normally, when I go to a, a barbecue restaurant, I kind of think of pulled pork as kind of like, and th- this mm-hmm. isn't necessarily correct, but I think of that as kind of like the basic meat, mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, people spend like brisket is so hard to do, and mm-hmm. people spend so much time on burn ends and ribs mm-hmm. and everything, and, and it's like, oh, pulled pork. But with the first time that I came into the restaurant, you talked to me and you broke down like your whole process about exactly what you do to get the pork from when you when you start working with it to on somebody's plate and it was just like, my God, there's a lot of work that goes into this. So I would love to just have you take one of your three meats, beef, pork, or chicken, whichever you prefer. And I mean, don't give away the trade secrets, obviously, but like let people know how detailed of a process and like how much technique and expertise goes into this. Can you just kind of break down how you go from starting product to end end product? Right. Well, that's a, you know, one thing is we can, you know, um, with supplies and also with having to carry inventory and whatnot, I mean, it's it's, it's difficult to, you know, do stuff and, and, and hold hold on to stuff, quote unquote, age age stuff for a longer period of time. Um, you know, but I'll go with first our, our beef, for instance. Um, well, our beef is my personal favorite. The pulled beef, I think, is just because you, again, like you said, pulled pork is wonderful, and I ever I love it. But you can get that pretty much, you know, any any barbecue place you go and even a lot of non-barbecue places you know you go to a sports bar they got a pulled pork sandwich because they're doing it out of the oven you know or they got you know whatever but um with uh, uh with with our process the way we do it um first of all we we, we, we do smoke everything in house uh, right now our currently our smokers are located off site and the reason why is because we're in the process of building a huge smokehouse actually in our building and pulled um and so we're super excited about that and that's coming soon uh, so when you do come in the restaurant, we're like, oh, it doesn't smell smoky. Well, it's because we're not smoking meat here yet. It's coming soon, though. Um, but the, I'll just I'll give the, my favorite personally the beef. Um, so most places, when they do a pulled beef, they use a brisket, you know, and that's what we kind of all know as being the, the large piece of meat that everybody loves is brisket, right? Well, for doing brisket, the reason we started off by doing that, um, and 
what happened there, it was just, just wasn't hitting the consistency I wanted. It was still being a little bit dry, you know, because the reheat process is where you lose a lot of the moisture. Um, so what we did instead is I went to actually a locally sourced uh, chuck roll. And it's an it's a incredible product. It's actually all Nebraska beef. It's a, um, a grass-fed corn-finished beef. Um, and uh, we actually age it for anywhere from 20 to 26 days, uh, de- you know, depending on how our, how our inventory is. Uh, and by aging it, what I mean is we, you know, it, it comes in vacuum-packed. It comes in sealed. And so we basically let it sit, you know, there in the cooler for anywhere from 20 to 26 days before we even go ahead and uh, inject it. And so by doing that, it, get, it really lets it, it, it gets a lot more tender that way. And then so when we, we go ahead and inject it, and uh, we inject it usually for anywhere from one to two days, let the, let the injection really go ahead and take, take hold on there. And then we're ready to go ahead and rub it and smoke it and pull it. Um, but the, the way that the difference of the process is, is most places when they get in the beef, they go ahead and just, you know, throw it in the smoker and they, you know, wait to a certain temperature and they're done. Uh, so it's, it's a really quite a, quite a long process to it. Um, but the, as you've tasted in the restaurant, when you have it, I mean, it's, it's really, really good. And, um, like I say, I want to create different dishes. I want to, um, like I think what I told you last time when you were in, I want to, I want to constantly assault you. You know, I want, I want to be an assault on your senses. I don't want to be just the standard. Okay. That's great barbecue. You know, I want to, I want to come in and I want to have, you know, a great barbecue based restaurant that's going to assault you from a lot of different ways. And that's exactly what I wanted to get into next is I feel like, Pulled meats just allow, like, they're just incredibly versatile. They mm-hmm. allow you to do so many things with them. Like, with a rib, mm-hmm. you know, you, you can eat a rib or, you know, some places will debone ribs and make their own version of the McRib, whatever that might be. But, like, <laughs> with pulled meats, I mean, you can put it in a sandwich, but then you can do, I mean, you can put it inside or on top of just about anything. So, at pulled barbecue, you guys have... You can put it on mac and cheese. You can put it on fries, in a burrito, in lettuce wraps. And that's not even counting whatever crazy specials you guys are offering up. And we're going to talk about those. But how does the versatility of pulled meat really allow you to just kind of, like you just said, really fully assault the the senses? Yeah. Well, that's that was the main reason, one of the main reasons why I chose pulled barbecue as the theme. Because first of all, Everything that we eat, unless we're vegetarian, has meats in there, right? Well, why not go barbecue theme with that? And everything that's going to have a ground beef, let's do pulled pork or pulled chicken or pulled beef. And so what that does for me is that gives me a whole different array of things I can do to you. You know, I can basically say, okay, what we don't, how, what, what direction am I, going to, am I going to come at you this week from? Am I going to come at you from a, from a Mexican, from a Mexican, uh, you know, um, in angle, or am I going to come at it from an Asian angle or just a street barbecue angle or, you know, um, what it allows me to do is take some of the dishes that you might have had elsewhere, certain styles, and give you a new give you a new version of it, uh, just my style. And it's it's a lot more fun that way. I think it really is. I mean, we've got, for instance, uh, one of the new things that we're going to have coming up here. Um, I don't know if I should tell you this or not, but uh, everybody everybody in Omaha they love uh, they, we we love Runza's, right? I mean, that's like oh one come mic. on, oh yeah, yes. I mean, drop the mic. I mean, hey, there, there you go, Runza. You can go ahead and send me a send me a free gift card for that one. But uh, um, but you know the, the Runza's are basically what's called a B rock. Uh-huh. You know, it's a you know German you know German style thing, and Runza just perfected it, and you know, and came in and made it an Omaha and the Nebraska thing, and they blew up. Well, 
one of our upcoming specials is actually we're going to, I like doing a lot of collaborations and we're going to be partnering together with Great Harvest Bakery actually in Rockbrook Village where we're at. And we're going to be doing uh, pulled pork B-Rocks. Oh, my God. You know, and so it's, I want to do, again, I want to come at you every week with something different, something a little different that you're not going to have anywhere else. You know, um, my whole goal is because we're, um, you know, being a smaller locally owned restaurant there, it's so important for me to have return customers. You know, uh, one and done's that won't do it for me, you know, because we're, we're not big enough to draw you know, draw, you know, a drive, a drive through line of three hours long because, you know, we're all of a sudden the new restaurant in town, you know, um, you know, we don't do that. So my whole thing is building this business, literally one customer at a time and also giving you a reason to come back every week. And I don't know of any barbecue place I've ever gone that I can literally go back every week and have a different, have a different flavor or different taste. I go to, you know, like for instance, in town here, I'll go to, you know, one of my favorite, you know, barbecue places and I'll get ribs and then, but I might not go there for another month because, you know, I love their ribs there, you know, or I might go to another place for brisket, but I'm again, I don't want brisket every week. Well, so what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to give you different dishes every week, something new, something fun, but in the same time, make it to where we still got a regular, a regular standard menu. That's what made us. Mm -hmm. And some of those specials that you've come up with, you've had pulled meat quesadillas, tacos. Uh, You just mentioned the pulled turkey with the, with the barbecue cranberry sauce. That's kind of the Thanksgiving special. The one that kind of rocked my world was the barbecue egg rolls. Those were just so creative that you had the three different styles, each really catering to the specific meat. Those were awesome. I love the intentionality you have behind constantly thinking of new ways to get people in the restaurant and present them with something not only that they haven't seen before, but that they haven't seen at your restaurant. Mm-hmm. And so they have a reason to come back. How are you coming up with these specials? Like, where do, where do you get the inspiration? Oh, um, God, that's that's probably the... If I was worth a million dollars, it would be the million-dollar question. But <laughs> I'm not. But uh, the uh, how do I come up with them? Um, I've always been the type of person to where... Um, you know, if, if like for instance, let's, 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 let's say they say, okay, this is the recipe for something. Well, I can never just make the same version of that recipe. I have to do something else to it. I have to constantly just add my own thing to it. And my wife would always, you know, joke with me. She's like, you're going to, she's like, if you ever started a barbecue restaurant, she's like, you'd be doomed because you could never re- recreate the same thing twice. <laughs> so, uh, um, but that's the way my mind works. You know, I guess maybe call it a blessing of adult ADHD. I don't know. But uh, I, w- I, I want to constantly, you know, be fun. I, w- I want to be creating new things all the time. And so I'm constantly thinking about, okay, how do I take that and make that into barbecue? You know, how do I take a Chinese dish and make it into barbecue? How do I take a Mexican dish and make it into barbecue? How, you know? And so it's not necessarily me trying to think of a whole brand new you know, a whole brand new item that you've you know, never had anywhere before. It's instead of me trying to say, okay, what do we love out there? And how do I make it mine, you know, and to where I can get you in the door. And now you're going to say, oh my God, I got to go back to pulled again. You know, okay, well, gosh, they're doing this egg roll special. I had those things, you know, I heard about them four weeks ago and heard they're awesome. And I got to get back to try those. Um, right now, currently, um, in my, in my quote unquote, my pocketbook, um, which my, on, on my, uh, on my phone and my computer and files, um, I've got about 50 different recipes that are all still waiting to go. Um, and me kind of building these things over the last year and a half has been just so much fun. You know, it's just been 
been a blast where I go, oh my gosh, I got to try that. Um, and since some of them I've already made, you know, some of them they're just an idea that I got it, that I've got to create. But uh, one of my things is I wanted to hire a great staff. Uh, I sell real estate full time, you know, so I, I really don't have a lot of extra time. But so I've, um, so I, I'm not, I don't have the time to be a traditional restaurant owner and to be there, you know, twenty four seven. Um, you know, but I've got a great staff and it allows me to actually, instead of having to be there cooking every day, it allows me to actually work on building the business and having fun with it and making barbecue fun again. You know, I guess I'm, there, there's, I should, maybe I should make a ball cap with that. <laughs> make barbecue, <laughs> make fun, make barbecue again. fun again. <laughs> but, um, so like I said, I, I've always been a, been a, probably a more, I guess, creative, you know, person when it comes to stuff like that. Uh, I can never leave anything alone. You know, and so, you know, that was kind of my whole way of uh, kind of mixing that, you know, messed up mindset with, uh, well, gosh, we're opening a restaurant now. Uh, well, okay, well, I, I got a standard menu. Well, if my standard menu is killer, that's wonderful. But again, like like we talked about earlier, you might only come in once a month for that. Well, I want to, you know, like for instance, here here in Omaha, we've got uh, some incredible restaurants. You know, and there's a, you know, one that's downtown that they're incredible on social media and you see them every week coming out with something new. Block 16. Uh-huh. Yes. It's not every week, every day. Every day. They're yeah. geniuses because their base menu is tremendous, mm-hmm. but every single day they are doing something new right. that makes me go, I wish I was there today. I've got to drive all the way downtown. Yes. To get yeah. We, we live in Northwest Omaha, like 156 Blondo area. And like literally during, especially during the pandemic, we would drive all the way down there just to go ahead and pick up their lobster mac and cheese. <laughs> yes. Plate yes. Or, uh, so... And we had no had no plans on opening a restaurant then, you know. And so, but so that got me thinking. My gosh, if I was ever do this, well, that, it, if I were this, I would want to make it to where we're kind of whatever theme I chose to do, we're kind of following that model. You have yeah. one kick butt menu, you know, that's just consistently solid across the board every time, and you know it's good. You know what your favorite items are, but gosh darn it, that special you just saw there that that blows my mind. And block sixteen. You know, again, I want a gift card from them now too. But <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, By the end of this podcast, you I should be have, buying yeah, food right. for a month. My gosh, I should have. I should have a uh, people fed, be fed everywhere. Uh, but you know, like, but Block Sixteen, they're, they're, they're geniuses when it comes to that. They they use their culinary skills, and uh, they just must have crazy minds going on because if you read every one of the things. Just by reading the description alone, you're going, how can I not go down and get that? You know? Mm-hmm. So I kind of, that's kind of, again, that's kind of what I wanted for barbecue. And that's why I've been, uh, the, the pandemic really got my, my, my mind thinking and starting to put all these recipes aside. So I'm like, I got to get a good main menu first, you know? Well, I think that that's what's really cool is I think you do have a really good main menu that cross utilize, like you start with just really good meat. Mm-hmm. And then you can cross utilize that in so many ways. Like everybody's had, uh, pulled pork or pulled chicken sandwich not everyone's had barbecue mac and cheese Mm -hmm. a lot of people have had that not everyone Mm -hmm. no very few people i think have had deep fried pulled meat mac and cheese balls like (laughs) that's something very new you've got a giant burrito that's got mac and cheese all three meats just all kinds of stuff going so i think there's plenty of interesting things on your normal menu that you can get someone to come in four or five times Mm -hmm. and try different things but i love that you're thinking ahead and you're you're thinking but what about visit six? Right, right. How am I getting them back for visit seven? How am I going to get somebody to log on to Facebook one day and be like, oh, crap. I can get a pulled beef 
quesadilla today and right. there's just that mouth-watering picture and you're just like yes i yeah. need that yeah i have an idea that i i, I want to submit it for okay. the little pocketbook okay. that you have <laughs> if, if it's not in there already oh i love this let's hear you i absolutely adore banh mi sandwiches oh a pulled meat banh mi with like a crispy baguette and some a little oh. bit of mayo like QP mayo and yeah. some pickled veg. I again, I'm not like holding your feet to the fire mm-hmm. on that. I don't know if it's well, they're burning right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to like put anything on your plate that you don't want to do, but that's just an idea. I'm putting it out in the ether, and if uh-huh. I see it on social media in a couple weeks, I won't be upset. Yeah, well, you know what? I think we might be able to uh, create something just 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 to satisfy your hunger buzz because I've uh, you know one thing we've done is a lot of the menu um i've done it and i've tried to incorporate others you know with what they want you know like i'll just give an example like uh um like we we have a sauce on our menu called our it's called well it's an alabama white sauce right well there's only a few places in town that have an alabama white sauce only if and, and you know they're they're rightfully good too um but i wanted to take and say okay well i mean so before, when I first started the food truck, I wanted, again, reason to draw people to the truck. And so uh, I love sauces. As you know, as you see, when you come into my restaurant, I have seven different sauces in the sauce bar. Mm-hmm. You know, and you come in and you could shoot, you could have however much of however many you want. You just not, you, you don't, you know, go back up for more. I don't care. Have fun and enjoy it. You know, and the seven sauces we have aren't, aren't the end of it. We're actually going to be having, you know, even some more too. But um, so to give me an example, like this, this white sauce, well, on uh, Omaha Food Lovers, for instance, I did a poll a while back ago, and I said if you were to go into a, a barbecue restaurant here in town and you were to order one type of sauce that you normally can't find anywhere, but it but it's a specialty sauce that you have a craving for, you know what would it be? Well, I rigged, I tried to anyway. I tried to rig this thing because I thought I had the perfect sauce. I really did. I wanted to make this barbecue bourbon bacon barbecue sauce. Well, that sounds and phenomenal. yeah, I was like, I, and I got, I thought. I'm, I'm a bourbon guy. I love bacon. I mean, well, of course, if I have a barbecue whisk, I better love that. So I wanted to make this sauce so bad. And um, I just had, I had it in my mind. I'm like, God, if I could figure out a way to kind of puree, you know, bacon enough to where I could, you know, use the juices out of it and maybe even put a little bit of meat, you know, kind of puree it into the sauce. Uh, I was really planning on that. And so I put these four choices out there. And and then after that, there was just a whole bunch of write-ins. Well, the four choices, none of them was an Alabama white sauce. And somebody went ahead and wrote in Alabama white. And it went it initially when they wrote it in, it was like 50. It ended up being almost like 20 different sauces on this voting list. And my my pride and joy sauce only ended up being like number three or four. So I was like, man, I felt I felt, felt defeated. But <laughs> <laughs> um, but it ended up ended up being this Alabama white ended up going all the way up to number one as a write in. So I'm like, well, gosh, there must be really some, some, uh, you know, some demand out there or some, you know, so I looked more and more into it. I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to, because we did this on Omaha food lovers, I'm going to go ahead and call it the OFL white, you know, and, uh, I or call it my Omaha white slash OFL white. And, um, it's cause everything I do, I want it to have a local type, you know, to know it's not just some sauce recipe I got from down South. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, like my Nebraska red, for instance, is a Tennessee red. I took it in a version. It's a thinner vinegar based sauce and I made my own version of it and made this in my Nebraska red. But this, so this Omaha white sauce, like I say, I went ahead and made it that way. And, uh, 
um, as you've had it, it it's an it's an incredible sauce i mean but it's, it's something different and so uh and i personally think it's one of the best ones in town and i've actually had a gal um when we when we did our soft opening during the rockbrook art fair which is just a crazy event and if anybody can ever get out there it's an awesome event um but we did we, we did our soft opening at the restaurant then and i had a gal from alabama i kid you not she was actually came on in and she's um um she came into the restaurant and she said well I'm going to come in after the art fair because I'm working right now. I, would love, I had your stuff out when you guys were serving under the gazebo out there, and it was really good, but I see on your menu you have an Alabama light. I said, well, yeah, I do. She's like, well, I'm from Alabama. I'm like, oh, oh boy. boy. <laughs> this oh. is the test here. Yeah, so I, I, was, I was nervous. I'm not getting kidding. I, I am so uh, I'm so anal about the way things come out. I, just, I, was, uh, I was really, really nervous. Well, she came into the restaurant a couple of days later, and uh, she made sure to point out to me that Miss Alabama was there again. And I'm like, oh, God, okay, here we go. I go, and I told her, I said, please, I want to honestly know what you think. You know, I said, I made this Alabama white mine by doing some of our own secret ingredients in it. So it might not be like your normal Alabama white. I don't know which one she was like her favorite style, you know. She went ahead and had it, and she, uh, I came over to her afterwards, tried to visit all tables, and she came back, and she said, well, uh, I so wanted to roast you. <laughs> she's like, I so wanted to roast you, but uh, she's like, I, I got to tell you, she's like, honestly, this is one of the best Alabama white sauces I've ever had. Dang. And I was just, I was, that was like, again, from a Kansas City guy, you know, that loves Casey style and people come on and tell me my saucers are some of the best they've ever had. That just means the world to me. Well, from an Alabama person, all of a sudden winning, saying that about a sauce that I created because of a vote on a Facebook poll, it was, it it blew my mind. So it was, it was pretty cool. Nice. Hey there listeners. So Christmas is right around the corner. You got to be thinking about gifts and I don't know about you, but I can't really think of anything better to get as a present than just delicious, amazing meat, whether that's to be grilled, whether it's to be cooked, whatever it is. And certified Piedmontese is the place to get it from. When you shop from certified Piedmontese, you know you are getting quality products that are locally sourced. Uh, The selection is incredible. You can get all kinds of different meats. This is something where you don't know what to get your dad. You don't know what to get family members. You don't know what to get friends. Get them a gift card to certified Piedmontese. Or if you're having family over, feed them an amazing meal with certified Piedmontese products. And best yet, you get 25% off your online order when you use my promo code HOPPEN, that's my last name, H-O-P-P-E-N, at checkout. So make the holidays truly special this year with certified Piedmontese. And now, back to my guest. How, how did you get into barbecue and smoking meat originally? Um, well, I've kind of always, you know, even grew up just loving, loving the grill. Um, but, uh, like I told you, I, I sell real estate for a living, you know? So I'm, um, you know, I'm full-time busy. I've, I've done that for almost 20 years and I love it. That's still my passion. You know, I, I love, love it. And I've uh, helped, helped a lot of people. Um, but one thing I always like doing, I don't like, you know, I, I like sometimes if I can doing like uh, for closing gifts for a client of mine or something, I actually, I like trying to do like a little barbecue spread or something for them. And so instead of giving them the, you know, the typical closing gift of here's the key to your home with your name on it, you know, but those are cute, but I wanted to do something different, a little more personal that, you know, kind of came from me. And so, uh, I started doing that. And then, um, uh, when we would have a get together, my, uh, our family, for instance, 
Um, it got to the point where everybody always wanted to have the get togethers at our house or have Corey bring the meat. Um, and, and so again, there was ribs, brisket, whatever it was. And, um, so we, we thought, okay, well, it's probably just family being nice. Right. You know, and then we'd have football parties and stuff. And my wife and I loved entertaining. We, um, you know, and everybody always kept wanting to have the parties at our house cause they knew there'd be a barbecue spread and all that kind of stuff. And even my friends would say, you know what, I, you know, you you drive me nuts as a friend, but I love your barbecue. You know, <laughs> so we uh, um, so during when COVID hit, this is before we even um, you know, before we even uh, opened a restaurant. Um, a very good friend of mine is a firefighter here in town, and uh, he uh, so when COVID hit, it was it was tough on all, on all of us there. Everything shut down. Nobody can do anything, and you know the people that are out in harm's way are our first responders. And I've always had a soft spot in my heart for them, just because you know they they put it on the line for us. You know, my wife's a nurse at Children's Hospital. Um, you know, and I can't imagine doing that every day. But you know, and uh, like I said, my my firefighter buddies, my police. You know, I played pee wee football with the chief of police. You know, I mean. Um, you know, so I've always had a, you know, I've got military family as well. I was never in the military. I'm not that brave. You know, I mean, the, the, those guys there, I mean, they're, they're something special. Um, so when COVID hit, I wanted to do something, you know, instead of giving a thousand dollars to the fire department, you know, which would just get lost because that, you know, that would basically probably pay the utility bills on one building for one day, you know, so it really wouldn't do a whole lot in the, in the long run. Um, I decided kind of the way I wanted to help was, uh, you know, to, through people's, uh, through their taste buds, you know, and uh, so I would go ahead and do it full barbecue spreads and um, just randomly all of a sudden, you know, call up a fire department and say, hey, anybody feeding you guys today? And they said, well, no. I said, all right. So I would go on and I would take a full barbecue spread over to them and and, and they would love it. Or um, my buddy who's a firefighter, uh, he actually said, hey, can you do that for my, for my station? I said, absolutely. So I did it for theirs and then he had me do it again and again. And, and then on his birthday, he went ahead and, uh, um, I guess it's, it's, it was, this is kind of funny. It's, it's their, when they retire or when it's their birthday, they have to buy food for everybody else. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Seems backwards, yeah, exactly. but okay. That's right, right. So, but he, so he decided he wanted to go ahead and have me go ahead and do the catering for him. I said, okay, well, not a problem. And uh, he called me up uh, about 20 minutes later, and he had me on a speakerphone, and he's like, I just want to tell you, he's like, all the guys here right now are staying if you don't do something with this, you are a, you, you are a dummy, you know, I'm like, <laughs> wow. Okay. Love it. You know, so I've heard it from numerous people that maybe you should look at doing something with this. You know, I, I think our stuff's good. I mean, I've, I've done a lot of research and I've done, put a lot of care into it, you know, but I never knew it was, uh, you know, I mean, I've got a good friend of mine's a KCBS judge and he's actually given me a lot of great pointers. I mean, he, he was, he's amazing. I mean, I, I know a lot better, more better people than I am, you know, and they're, uh, um, I was always saying if I could, you know, be half of their quality, I, I could be successful. And, uh, well, during, during COVID, when I was doing that, um, I had a lot of people actually tell me, you know what, you really need to look at doing something with this. And so, um, I, I told you one time, like, uh, one of the, kind of the funniest things is, uh, um, uh, when my wife and I first got married, she knew before I was in real estate, I was in the restaurant business. And she told me, she said, you know, we'll get married, but, uh, you're never opening a restaurant. <laughs> and I told her, I don't ever want to open a restaurant. So you're safe there. <laughs> you, how wrong you both right. were. Exactly. Exactly. It kind of came back in a kind of a fun hobby turned into a kind of reignited a little flame. It kind of turned into a passion again. And, um, 
when I started the food truck, it was a way for me to work with my son, you know, and give him something to kind of work with. And uh, he, he still works with me, does an awesome job. He's one of my managers and just does a great job. And um, so, yeah, that's that kind of funny thing. But, well, you must really love cooking. I'm like, well, actually, I, we initially never, never even wanted to open a restaurant. <laughs> uh-huh. But now that we got it, we better do a good job. So I, I imagine the reason that you list that story from your buddy at the fire station mm-hmm. and him calling you back and saying, you got to do something with this. That was probably one of those moments that really pushed you forward. The first documented information that I can find about pulled barbecues from January, 2021. But mm-hmm. I assume the idea popped into your head beforehand. Yeah. When did it like start to become kind of real in your mind where it was like, okay, Everybody keeps telling me this is really good. Maybe I actually should do something with this. Right. Well, it was it was definitely definitely during COVID. You know, um, I basically had um, people contacting me that that I already did stuff for. Whether you know people like friends of mine was a nurse. For instance, a friend of mine was a nurse at up Methodist Hospital. I delivered food up there, and all of a sudden, two people went up contacting me and said, "Hey." my God, your stuff was really, really good. Would you mind cooking some for my family or just something like that? And I'm like, sure, you know, not a problem. And I started getting more and more requests like that, you know, asking me to do that. And so I'm like, okay, well, you know, again, maybe we have something here. And so we looked at kind of the way COVID was, maybe we just started, you know, a food truck slash catering business, you know, and that way I can open when I want. That sounded perfect. It sounded like it made all the sense in the world. I can open it two days and only work two days. Well, that didn't work work that way. We had, um, but that was kind of how we got started with it. We decided that um, we had a lot of people contacting us, contacting me after after the fact, wanting me to go ahead and do uh, weddings. You know, end up doing, and I didn't have. You know, we weren't even a business yet, so I had to open up a business just to go ahead and actually be able to do it and do it legally. You know, so, you know, that's, that's kind of how it started. And then it kind of morphed a little more. And um, we thought, well, a food truck makes sense because that way I can only do it a couple of days a week and, and be just fine. And, uh, well, the food truck blew up. You know, we had a, I mean, not literally, but the food truck, mm-hmm. the, the business literally blew up. And it did it, not explode. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> this no, would be a very different conversation. <laughs> Exploding food truck or flew up food truck. Yeah, right. So, yeah, it did not explode. Uh, the business exploded. But uh, um, we ended up. And just again, mind blowing to me. We ended up getting actually voted as Omaha's Omaha's best food truck in the Omaha's Choice Awards, and um, you know, and there are so many good food trucks in this town. You know, I was just just thankful to even be mentioned in there, let alone let alone us win that. And it just again, it blew my mind. Um, it told me that we might really have something here, you know, because you know, for us to even be mentioned in the same, you know, in the same breath as, as other, as other great food trucks in this town, you know, I mean, you're talking, you know, the, the the cheese life is wonderful. You're talking hobbies, tacos is, you you know, burning bridges, you know, all these guys that they, you know, just go, I could go on and on and on. Um, You know, for us to even be mentioned in those, I mean, it was, it was really pretty cool. So um, that's when my wife and I had a conversation and we're like, well, (laughs) It's the, the truck right now is to the point where we either have to really do something with it or or uh, we should probably just go ahead and fold this thing up. And we had too much money in it to fold it up. And so that's I partnered together with another gentleman. Uh, Wayne, Wayne Knight owns the Corner Tap out in, uh, out in Elkhorn. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's great craft beer bar, craft cocktails, et cetera. And, uh, um, well, my food truck had come out there on occasion, and he, f- he fell in love with our food. And 
him and I both decided that, you know, uh, we, we, we liked the concept and we both kind of saw, saw a vision of it. Um, you know, and so we, we, we sat down and put some numbers together and, 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 you know, kind of made it work. So we decided, like I said, um, after, after, after getting, after getting voted, uh, voted number one, um, we think we figured that was a pretty, pretty good momentum, you know, r- ride the wave a little bit to sure. see if we go to the next step. And, you know, there's trucks like, you know, like, like look, look at, look at hobby tacos, you know, I mean, when, when did, when did they start with their first, uh, uh, August of 2020, I believe. I know it's summer of 2020. It might yeah. be getting the month wrong, but it was 2020. Yeah. And he's, he's yeah, they've got up. three locations. They've got multiple food trucks. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, if you do it right, you can blow up fast. Yeah. And I think you did something that I thought was really smart in looking back through your social media is I kept seeing you weren't just like, oh, here, we're going to be on X street or we're popping up in this neighborhood. It was, we're going to this brewery. Mm-hmm. We're going to this bar. So mm-hmm. like people are already going to be there with the expectation that I'm going to drink. I'm probably going to eat, but Hey, instead of just getting whatever bar food is available here, which is just here to like soak up my alcohol. Mm-hmm. Now there's this food truck, or maybe you were even catering on the inside mm-hmm. where I can get some legit food. I think that's genius. And Probably one of the greatest marketing things that I saw is going through. You had one night where there was like, there was a family that was selling puppies. So you had puppies, <laughs> beer, and, and barbecue yep. all in one place at once. And I was, I mean, my wife, she saw the video and she was like, oh my gosh, are they ever doing this again? So I'm like, right. you are hitting like every demographic here. You're even getting kids and wives to want to go to a bar and right. have barbecue because they can pet puppies. So genius marketing move there. Uh, you're you're kind of get, getting in there. Uh, you and Mr. Knight, you know, started to have conversations about, well, what does this look like? What if, wh- how do we build on this momentum? Mm-hmm. How, where, or I guess, how did the idea of moving into Rockburg Village, like wh- where did that arise? So we were shopping for a place, you know, a kitchen that was big enough, you know, for us to do this, but yet still had a nice enough sized dining room, more of a central location for the food truck that the food truck can go all the way from downtown to, you know, to Elkhorn in, in the same amount of time, you know. And uh, Wayne, you know, being, you know, formally, you know, having the, the Red Eye Tavern, you know, he's, you know, got a you know big presence in District 66. I've sold a lot of real estate in District 66, and uh, I've always, always loved Rockport Village. Um, I may, reached out to a couple of commercial real estate connections of mine, and I said, hey, you know, if something pops up, you know, first of all, watch for a location for me. And we started looking for different locations. And uh, I said, if something pops up in Rockbrook Village, let me know. We really, that would, you know, because one thing that's cool about Rockbrook Village, it's so old school, but yet it's actually kind of new school. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's, uh, they're progressive enough to where, you know, there's constantly something new going on in there. Um, but yet you've got stores that have been there for 20, 30, 40 years, you know. Um, so you, you literally get every everybody in there, but it's, it's the smack dab now center of town. Middle Omaha, yeah. Yeah, and uh, and Rockbrook is a community. It really is. It's not. It's not the place where you see there's not there's there's not a you know a bunch of chains in there. You know there's not. It's you know you got the Jaipur in there. You've got Pasta Mori in there. You've got some great boutiques. You got a cute little jewelry store. You've got, I mean, wonderful shops. I mean, really cool places. And but and every one of those is all locally owned. And that's what we loved about Rockbrook. It's like we can be in the center of town. And I, I, 
always want to be a part of something. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, be, you know, just soul setting out in the field. And this is, this is, it's just, it's about us. You know, I do a lot of uh, cross marketing with other places. That's actually one of the reasons why we did breweries because I love craft beer. You know, I'm just, I'm a beer snob, you know, and I, I really truly am. I'm a beer snob and a barbecue snob. And, um, you know, with all the different breweries in town, I mean, my God, we've got great breweries in the city, incredible breweries in the city. And uh, so I started developing relationships with, with some of those and said, must have, you know, we're going to take this truck on out. We're going to go kick butt out there and then we're going to have a beer afterwards and we're going to, we're going to, you know, going to gonna celebrate accordingly, you know. And so now within Rockbrook, one thing that really drove me to Rockbrook was, again, I can start working with other businesses. I can cross promote them. And if you'll find us like on Facebook, we're closed on Sundays and Mondays. And usually on Monday, I'll do a post on our social media pages and stuff, promoting another business. And people are like, why are you doing that? I'm like, well, there's a lot of locally owned businesses that I think deserve support. Number one. And I think truly, if you were to be a, if you're to want support of others, you truly got to, you know, help support them as well. You know, I think, I think it breeds, you know, success breeds success, you know, um, that's something about just real quick. That's something about you that I wanted to note before we finished this episode is your support of other local places and not just going out and eating there, but then posting about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, and this is just a very small swath of the places you highlighted, but you've talked about going to Don Carmelo's to Everett's to brother Sebastian's to three kids lobster to burning bridges, even another barbecue restaurant smoking barrel yeah you are very vocal about saying hey yeah i want you to definitely come to my restaurant but there are other great places too and i want to highlight those as well i, I just love that you do that so continue with your answer but i wanted to give you some shine on that well thank you no that's you know the way i look at that is these are all small you know or locally owned businesses you know and whether it be a staple like brother sebastian's or whether it be uh you know or don carmelo's that both been around for years or whether it be uh you know like we just did a did a post here not too long ago about uh um you know about the rib shack you know and the the, the couple out there they're, they're from st louis i'm a kansas city style so we always battle who's better you know kansas city or st louis but i'll tell you what two of the kindest people you'll ever meet you know and that they're they're awesome people and so i'm like why i'm gonna you know we're you know, I'm promoting another barbecue restaurant, you know, and that would be like, you know, uh, you know, a Chevrolet dealership coming out and promoting another Chevrolet dealership. And I, I, I look at, I look at business completely different, you know, I want to say, okay, you know what, there's, we're not the only good place. Matter of fact, we're, we're, we're one of, hopefully we're one of many, you know, I think we are, and most of our customers think we are, you know, but, uh, um, I would rather say, okay, you know, I, I, I call our, our customer base, I call them pulled nation, you know, and I always put out there, you know, props out to Pole Nation. Well, that's that's kind of what we're trying to build. We're trying to build basically a following. We're trying to build a, a, a small little fun cult, you know. And I want this cult that we have to be able to positively impact other businesses too, you know. And I'm hoping that they'll turn around and do the same for us, you know. And if they don't, that's okay because my, my, my reviews of all those places, they're, they're honest, you know. Uh, my wife and I, for instance, just a couple nights ago, we had a little Rockbrook date night and we went over to Pasta Mori. I mean, talk about incredible, you know, one of the, one of the, the best Italian restaurants in Omaha. And that'll be my, my next post out there is going to be promoting pasta mori, you know, and that'll probably be my, 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 my Monday post is going to happen a little later on today. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, so we've, people are like, why are you out there? You know, why are you promoting porky butts or rib shack or, you know, or, you know, other, you know, or, you know, smoking barrel. I'm like, cause they're all awesome. Mm-hmm. They're great guys. They're great people. They're great families and they're great businesses and they produce great food. So, 
you know, I mean, I figure let's let, let's let's support our community instead of battling against them. Mm-hmm. Now we're getting low on time, but before before we go, I absolutely need to know. We've talked so much about the food truck and about you know the process of finding Rockbrook, what makes Rockbrook great. I need to know about actually moving in. What do you remember about that first day being open? I mean, and you even, you can layer on the part with you and your wife both saying, we're never opening a restaurant. <laughs> you have a restaurant open. Yeah. What do you remember about that first day? <sighs> um, that was probably one of the most nervous days of my professional career, even including real estate and including the restaurants I've opened in the past and everything. Cause this was the first one that was with, you know, my name on it. Um, Everything that I um, that I do, I, I want it. I want it to be good. You know, I, I, I want my restaurant. I want my rest. I want everybody. To, I, I personally try to check with every single table that ever comes in, whenever I'm around. You know, I, that's that's always my goal every time I'm there, and it's um, it's because I care. Uh, it's because and I care about their business. You know, I'm thankful for them coming in, and I want to make sure that it was up to you know up to their standards. And my first day opening, that was my biggest fear was. Uh, everything not being up to the standards that we've built so far and us falling flat on our face and all of us. I, being previously in the restaurant business, I used to have nightmares. You know, and you, you know I used to run a corporate, uh, a large corporate uh, restaurant there, and uh, I would have nightmares in the middle of the night. You know, you waking up and all of a sudden this, this staff leaves, this person quits, this person gets fired, and the door keeps coming and their hostess leaves, and all of a sudden now you're in there trying to do everything for everybody, and just it just got worse and worse, and you wake up in a cold sweat, ah! You know? So... In a sense, that was one of my fears is that um, when we opened, I didn't put it out there tremendously. You know, I didn't, I wanted to make sure everything was good, but I, if you notice, we, we didn't do a lot of advertising. You know, we hardly did any. I did post it out to our Facebook page and that was it. And the reason why is I wanted to succeed. I wanted to, when you first came in, when other people's first time came in, I wanted it to be the same as when you're going to come in six months later. And that's the toughest thing when you open a restaurant is to succeed off the bat. And so we could have gone out there and tried to fill the place in the very beginning. Um, you know, but so many openings I've gone to of other restaurants that turn out being very good eventually have not been good. Really rough couple of yeah. days. Yeah. And it's, and it's not because that their recipes stink or their employees are not good. It's not because of that. It's just because, they're not ready. You know, if we were to open up right now with a three-hour line out, like waiting for, a, you know, waiting for a chain chicken store, you know, we'd probably go, we'd go under, you know, within, within six months, you know, because we, 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 could, we, we could not accomplish that. Um, so my biggest fear was, uh, was, not, was, was not succeeding, you know. And one thing I've really tried to do with this that I really, really want to do is I want to diversify us enough. Like if we, if you notice, like if we've got the big party room in there, you know, we do, uh, I, I want to give a place where people could come in for private parties. I want, we're closed two days a week. One of the two days we actually let people go ahead and rent the whole place out for a large scale party. You know, I mean, we do on-site catering, we do a food truck, we, we, we do cro- I cross, try to cross a lot of different bridges that other places don't do. You know, or you, there might be a very good caterer, but they don't have this. But they don't. There might be a great food truck, but they don't do this. There might be a great restaurant, but they don't do this. You know, there might be a great party room, but but there might might always be booked. So, um, you know, like so that that's what I wanted to do. Um, yeah, my, my my biggest my biggest fear off the bat was I wanted to accomplish all these things, but I didn't want to fall flat on my face and have my first customer get served and say, "You're." 
you know, well, it's okay. You know, whenever I talk to a table, how is it? Oh, it's all right. That right there makes me more nervous than it's not good. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> at least you really don't know what they're thinking. <laughs> so I just, I mean, I, I want to confirm that I, I think that this place is excellent. I think that you're doing, you're accomplishing your goal. Um, you are just, you're offering a great base product, but you're also doing some really creative things with it. And that's where I would encourage you listeners to fo- to not only just go into pulled barbecue and you can go in four or five times pretty easily and get something vastly different mm-hmm. every single time with any of the three meats and you're going to be able to find something cool, but also Follow Pulled Barbecue Omaha on both Facebook and Instagram. That's where you'll you'll see those specials pop up each week and, and get a chance to try some of the different things. And I don't wanna I don't wanna create any unrealistic expectations, but just to like throw out some ideas that maybe people can look forward to. I have a feeling these are things that are in your notebook. Mm-hmm. You had a post in February of twenty twenty one that said you had ideas in your head from pulled pork cinnamon rolls to pulled pork pizza rolls to a pulled pork Reuben to a pulled pork Cuban. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we're talking a lot of creative things here. So if that's not like making you drool right now, listener and want to follow pulled barbecue on Facebook, then we're just different people. <laughs> but anyway, Corey, I thank you so much for coming on the show today, telling your story and just sharing a little bit of, of your heart and uh, just, how you feel about this business? Well, I, I really appreciate appreciate it. Number one, I uh, thank you for, uh, um, you know, w- w- when you came in. I mean, I you know recognize you because you're not a short person. You know, but <laughs> that I'm not. No, but I, but I, I wanted you to come in and I want you to you know make sure it's genuine that 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 you liked it for what it was first before I came over and talked to you, you know, and so uh, you know as 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 a local uh, you know restaurant owner, um, you know. Uh, you do an awesome job of of supporting local restaurants, uh, in, but truly supporting them. You know, I mean, you know, if if you like something, you tell them. But also, you also might, you know, like even when you do you allow this, this, this. But you know, this here was, you know, probably you know, still a little bit of a challenge. You know, and as an owner, I would rather hear that. You know, I, I would rather hear, okay, yeah, cool, I nailed this, this, this. But that's you know, I mean, to give you an example, like, uh, um, you know, uh. You know, Stacy from Omaha Food Lovers came on in. You know, you know, great guy. You know, he comes in numerous times there. And uh, uh, you know, Danelle, Omaha Fatty. You know, he's another another great food blogger. We've got we've got awesome, you know, food bloggers and guys that really support the business. You know, support the restaurants in Omaha. And uh, you know, when Stacy came in, he said, "Yeah, everything was absolutely amazing across the board." He said, "He said I would love just a little bit more, a little bit more of a smoke flavor." Well, I myself with barbecue, I don't want it to make it. To where, like you smoke a cigar, for instance, you taste it for two more days. A lot of places you go, they're so smoky. You see what's called, if you watch their smokers, you see smoke billowing out. That's not a good thing. That's called dirty smoke, you know. And so one one of the things that, you know, the taste said, he's like, yeah, I would love to have just a little more smoke flavor. And so that, that I took that to heart. And we went ahead and changed a couple of processes, and now all of a sudden the the the, the pork that we're putting out is, is is even better. And I shot him a message. Hey, by the way, you need to come on back in and try this, you know, because again, that's truly supporting a restaurant. You know, is, is saying yeah, you know, putting it out there. And you know, Dan, you've done an awesome job of of you know this this podcast being out there, uh, going. You, you you come in, you spend your own money. 
You know, you, you, you didn't didn't ask 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 us for anything. You came in and truly supported the restaurant. You came back in with your dad as well, you know, and you're you're supporting us. And so, uh, your your support, you know, the support of other other uh, you know food bloggers in town, you know, other people that do stories. I mean, we had Cerise Cole from from Cheap Eats come on out. She was just a gem. We had a blast. You know, all you guys come on out and it's just, it really. You know, for those of us that are, you know, on, on the quote unquote front lines of the restaurants, you know, we, uh, we truly appreciate that. And, uh, you know, my, myself, especially. So you guys are, uh, you guys are big value to us too. And uh, you're, you're following your followers. I mean, when they come on in and they tell us, I heard about you on restaurant hopping, you know, and I get those people, I heard, you know, I have people, uh, come in, you know, I, you know, Omaha fatty, they, they, they you know, for Omaha food lovers, you know, the, all the, all the different places, you know, we had barbecue tourists come on in and the people heard about there too. I mean, they're all fun people. You know, but they all truly, you know, have have the one thing that you have in mind, which is, you know, truly supporting a business. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for the kind words, but it's easy to support a business that not only serves delicious food, but when you hear the story behind it, it's just like, heck yeah, I want to support that guy. So the kudos right back at you. And uh, we'll close this out by thanking one more party. And that's you, dear listener. Omaha, as always, thanks for eating with us. A Huda Media Production.